Opinions on objects. Musings on miscellany. What we think about this, that, and everything else. My name's Jack. And my name's Andy. And you're listening to Jack and Andy's Thoughts on Stuff. Welcome to the Jack and Andy Thoughts on Stuff (laughs) podcast. It's been a while since we recorded, so we kind of forgot (laughs) what we were doing. Um, This week we haven't got a topic. I think it's one of the things we usually do at the start is to yeah. introduce the topic for the week. Yes, that's right. But that's we are going to talk about manga. We did decide yeah. that we'd talk about manga. To start off with. To start off with, yeah. Because that's what we've been doing recently is mm. reading, continuing to read some of our long-term manga reads yes. that we've had over the last few years that we still buy the mm. actual books of. <laughs> well, Andy buys the actual books off and then lends them to me. <laughs> You sometimes buy some books too. It's true. I'm going to have to buy them eventually. <laughs> like my absolute favourite series. I'm just going to have to buy them myself so I can have them on hand whenever I need. Like, Nozaki-kun. Mm. Freaking love that goddamn series. <laughs> yeah. I hold it in very high esteem. I need to actually own it. Yeah. I think we've talked briefly before about Nozaki-kun. I think so. I think the full name I don't I can I can never remember the full name in Japanese, but in English it's monthly shoujo Nozaki kun. Monthly girls Nozaki kun something Mo- like that. Yeah, monthly girls. But in Japanese it's shoujo like something. Shoujo Nozaki kun. I don't know what gekkan means. Monthly. Oh. Huh. Getsukan. Ah. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. Gekkan shoujo Nozaki kun. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many little things in Japanese where they've just slightly <clears throat> modified it that my brain can't make the leap. I'm just like, nope, never had that before my entire life. <laughs> well, if I didn't know the English mm. name of the manga, I would I would also be going, Gekkan? What's Gekkan? Mm. <laughs> but because I know that the English name is Monthly Shoujo Nozaki-kun, and I know that monthly or for one month in Japanese is Getsukan, mm. then I was you like, okay, Gekkan. Yeah, now I know, but I wouldn't have known it if I didn't know. What else have we been reading? We've um, been reading Skip Beat, Skip which Beat we've talked still. about multiple times. Sasaki and Miyano, which is like a beautiful BL. Mm. Um, Kiss Him, Not Me. Kiss Him, Not Me. What else have I gotten recently? I've been reading um, my usual Whisper Me a Love Song. <laughs> um, but Andy doesn't read that one. Oh, it's just a bit boring. It, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. Well, it's not your sort of manga, but it's also like, it's, I don't know, it's uh, neat. Mm. I mean, the reason I buy it is for the artwork yeah, more than the story. But the story seems very sort of paint by numbers sort of romance with mm. all the right, you know, dramatic beats and that sort of stuff. But mm. it's very bit plain. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Sasaki and Miyano, hey? Like, Sasaki and Miyano, like, they've told a really good story as well as having great artwork. And I, they really bring you along for the ride with the emotion. Yeah. But I just didn't feel that with Wisp Me Love Song. It's not uh, the fact that it's GL. I feel similarly with Sasaki and Miyano. Yeah. At least I did at start. Mm. But as it goes on, it seems to really pull you in more. Mm. Um, whereas Wisp Me Love Song sort of pulled me in at the start and then kind of petered out. Peed it out. Yeah. Mm. But it's still nice. Mm. And it's still interesting. It does have interesting bits. The fifth volume, I think, was really good because mm. it introduced something different, like um, musical geniuses competing for titles and that sort mm. of stuff, as well as the 
the romance and the broken relationships <laughs> and friendships and that sort of stuff. That was good. Mm. Skip beat though. Just go back to that for a second. Yeah. Someone mentioned it on a YouTube video the other day as a example of a popular shoujo mm. manga. And I got me thinking about it. I'm like, it is really good and it is a crime that it's not more popular. Mm. I think I agree. Yeah. Like... It should have had an entire anime series for starters, uh, not just like the first couple of volumes, yeah. whatever it was. It should it should have extended be up to I mean, what are we mm. up to now? Volume forty eight? I think this yeah, volume yeah. forty eight. Like and I mean we all we've joked before about how like it's a slow burn in the mm. romance. <laughs> the romance is slow, but the rest of the plot's really, interesting. really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and we were just talking before about how we love the like getting involved and following her the progression of her acting Kiriko's mm. acting career um and that how she's just awesome and everybody's always just amazed at her skill and her abilities yeah well yeah. she's also an incredibly nice character who's yeah. understanding and forgiving of pretty much everyone <laughs> and has so many quirks like the love mm. of princesses to like a really childish like combined with the com- love of hexes yeah. and voodoo dolls yes like I just love that character. She's, I just, I don't, obviously she's always going to be a little bit naive, mm. but I don't want them to exaggerate the naivety and just have no. the romance stuff, like, continue to just be mediocre. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, I want, I want that to eventuate into something good and passionate and yeah. worthy of this long freaking wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what they're doing with, like, uh, drawn out storylines and, that sort of stuff is building up her character, so she's mm. not as meek and like easy to roll, like won't roll over as easily, sort mm. of thing. Because she's changed a lot; like she's kind of stayed the same throughout, but mm. also she's grown mm. a lot, and they do a really good job of communicating that in mm. the manga to the point where, like, she started off being terrified of the guy that she's in love with mm. before she fell in love with him. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> yeah. So now she'll like tell him off. Not always when he's aware it's her that's saying it, but yes. the fact that she will tell him off yes. at all is a massive <clears throat> improvement on her side. And she will seek out that way. It's not just an accidental meeting like it was in the beginning. Now if mm. she really needs to say something to him that's a bit harsh, she's like, <laughs> all right, I need to find him when I'm Bo. Like, because she actually has a job where she has to be a mascot in a show, so yeah. he doesn't know that it's... A giant chicken. Yeah, I think he thinks it's some dude, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that he can, like, just be honest with, but it's her the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, though, I can't imagine her having a particularly deep voice, and even if it's muffled through the mascot costume, it still definitely would sound like a chick's voice. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember, like, I remember, because it's been so long since we've read the start of that now. Mm. And, but from from what I remember, like, when she first got that job... As the talent in that show was Bo, who mm. was meant to be a fluffy, because it's a big chicken character essentially. Yeah. It's meant to be this fluffy, nice, like you know, fun, cute character. But then she lost her shit, didn't she? Because show came on the show, and they had like a competition, oh, yeah, and like then they beef. said they yeah. wanted her to go <laughs> down that avenue of him being like a gruff, like yeah. a- aggressive kind of character. <laughs> so she she had to stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah, wouldn't mind great. if they did um, show a little bit more of her working her job in that position. Because they kind of did it at the start, and then ever since then you only ever see her when she's talking to, to, to Loren. The yeah, guy, uh, the no. guy that 
Maybe she's talking to Ren, the guy mm. that she's got a crush on, mm. or is in love with. Yeah, the that other actor. Mm. But also, you haven't seen Show in the last few volumes, really. That's alright, though, because Show pisses me off. I know, he does, but I kind of feel like she needs to really close that chapter, and he True. needs to be really shown up, because I don't like think he's, he's been shown up. Yet. Yeah. yeah, because also, remember her becoming, uh, she was going to become the best actress in the world, because yeah, she, she was going to show him up. She was more popular than, than him. him. Yeah. So I guess that's when the actual series can conclude, is when she reaches the point of being more popular than him. Yeah. That they are also dragging it a little bit. Yeah. Like, she's been, like, a far and away star of, like, three different TV series mm. in this so far. And yeah. everyone's raving about how amazingly good she is as an actress. And people even headhunted her for, mm. like, at one point. And yet no one knows who she is still. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a bit odd. <laughs> I know, but you know, I think there's going to be movement in the next few volumes, because mm. in the end of the 40, which I've read 48, mm. 47, 48, but Jack hasn't, <laughs> um, I reckon there's going to be a bit more movement, because there's like a, there's some possible inklings of some possible international roles uh, for her. Okay. True, like going overseas, become an international star, mm. and then come back, do that classic anime manga trope where like, <laughs> The woman moves it, like comes back from overseas, and she's just rich and famous, and she just swans in off her private jet. Yeah, so I'm back from America. So like, why is everyone married to the most popular, handsome, yeah. like actor? <laughs> this is a weird thing. There's always like a character who's either white and American, or is Japanese who moved to America and became really famous, mm. and they just come back and they just they sort of barge into the storyline. Mm. Yeah, sort of yeah. What I would like to happen is that she's just grown so much as a human even that like the issues with show don't even factor anymore. And she has kind of made that true that sort of truce with that already yeah. because she's like she's I actually moved on like to doing acting. It for herself, yeah, 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 rather than for him. Yeah. It's true, you want you want her to win and to show up show. Mm-hmm. But at the same time you want her to have the mature ending of her storyline where she's like, you know what, that's not actually important. I said that shit when I was in a bad place mm. and I realise now that I don't actually care. Mm. Like, the yeah. best revenge is to stop caring, caring sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's like forgive and move on sort of thing. He was an arsehole too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does deserve a little bit of showing up, mm. at least. But he needs to learn a lesson himself. Yeah, yeah, I'd also like to see him grow and actually apologise. Yeah, exactly. That would be the best outcome, you know. Yeah, she doesn't really need to change much at this point. She's kind of reached a state where she is talented and Mm. relatively confident and Mm. a good person yeah but he still has a long way to go (laughs) before he like redeems himself because he's got that real selfish narcissistic sort of he does care about her but he's only starting to care about her when someone else possibly took her away or showed is showing interest in her Mm. that's that annoying you know like oh only realizing what you got until it's gone it's like i'm sorry but you should have realised what you had when you had it. Yeah. And he also, like, hits on his manager or something like yeah. that. He's, got, he's in a relationship with his manager. Yeah. But then he doesn't treat her especially fantastically no, either. He not as freaking... badly as um, Kyoko, but yeah. still not like... He's a player. Yeah, he is. He's a player through and through. He's got to get some kind of come up, comeuppance, but I also just want him to grow as a human. <laughs> exactly. He's not a bad guy. No. He's immature. He's pretty immature. Mm. There's no excuse. No. Mm. It's just like it's the kind of character you want to bitch, get shown up, but you don't want something really bad to happen to mm. him. You like him to progress. Yes, progress as yeah. a human being. 
Exactly. Mm. But no, I love Skippy. I don't understand why it's not more popular. Mm. Is Orisama Teacher? Because that's the other one that they write, Orisama Teacher. And there's one other one. I recognize the name. I don't know if I've read it. I've got like the first two volumes or something. It's a bit weird. It is good. You can tell it's definitely the same creator of. But who's the artist? Yoshiki Nakamura. Mm. That's a lot. There was another one as well, which I read. I think it was in the omnibus, the last omnibus, the one that you have borrowed more recently. Oh yeah. I think she mentioned, or they, he, is Nakamura, Yoshiki, a chick's name or a dude's name? I feel like Yoshiki Nakamura is a woman, is a female, because I feel like I've Googled them before and it was a lady. Yes. She's a lady. lady. Yeah. She's 53 years old. Wikipedia, come to save the day. Blue Wars? Yeah, that's the other one. I have read part of Blue Wars. Can't give up on the MVP. Skip beat. Tokyo Crazy Paradise. Yes, that's the other one. Yume de Aoyori Steki. Better than meeting in a dream. Saint Love, which is a base basketball Basket series. series. And Dramatic, Dramatic Love, Love Album. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably all awesome. I have started reading Blue Wars and that was actually quite interesting. I think it was Blue Wars that I was reading, or was it Tokyo Crazy Paradise? No, Tokyo Crazy Paradise, which is about, like, a chick who um, is, like, 14, like, says here in Wikipedia, revolving around the lives of 14-year-old Sukasa Kozuki as she acts as bodyguard for her classmate, Ryuji Shiragami, who is the third-generation boss of the Yakuza group, Kuryugumi. And she's like kick-ass. It's like Kyoko vibes. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know, I feel like... Um, I really love her art style. It's very old-fashioned, mm-hmm. like traditional manga style with like the big shiny eyes and stuff, especially in Blue Wars. Yeah. I feel like in Tokyo Crazy Paradise, it's like she's gotten all these cool aspects of all these different characters and kind of put them in Kyoko from Skip Beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. I think Skip Beat is a like... Pièce de Résistance, hmm. how it's pronounced. Like she's put all in for that. Like, but is Blue Wars like one of her more recent ones? I might explain why it takes so long to really skip beat if she's done two mangas at once. Okay, I've just read the synopsis of Blue Wars, and it said almost two years have passed since Yosuke made a wish to become a girl. <laughs> Though he has <laughs> faithfully tended the plant that will grant his wish, the miracle fruit has yet to appear. What lengths will Ryosuke go to in order to make Gamma fall in love with him? <laughs> is it possible that Gamma might actually return Ryosuke's feelings? So is it a BL? It sounds bl <laughs> It's some, like, gender-bending magic <laughs> yes. stuff mixed in. Why does he have to become a girl? Why can't it just be two guys falling in love? I feel like I probably started reading that, too, at some point. Maybe I should ask, is Blue Wars a BL? <laughs> Like where to read Blue Wars? <laughs> but what else? What what else? Like moving, moving from, on from moving on from Skip Beat. Well, it's not exactly like a not specific manga or anything. But when I was in Japan, they have like these secondhand bookstores, 
Like, they're literally called Book Off. Mm-hmm. And they have usually, like, multiple floors with games and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But they're primarily, or originally, were a second-hand bookstore. And I just wish that I could read Japanese. Because <laughs> I think there'd be so many old volumes of, like, awesome manga that I'd want to read just sitting there. And they're, like, a dollar each. Mm-hmm. In like the, There's, like, a dollar section. You get really <laughs> good quality, like, still looks like almost brand new manga for a dollar. Yeah. And it's just not fair that I can't read it. <laughs> you can read it. You can read Japanese. You just need It'll to take practice. me a while. <laughs> See, I, I've that's I've tried to hone my reading skills. So probably maybe I'm just hmm. my skill is higher than yours for reading Japanese. It would be, but then it's also like finding them because. Mm. I don't know about you, but when I looked at like an entire bookshelf filled yeah, with the spines of manga yeah. with like Japanese written down the sides, you I don't to... pick out words very easily. Yeah. It just all looks overwhelming. Like, I know. Ugh. You have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Remember when we went to um, Mendorake, mm. um, which is a bookstore, or it's not, it's a, it's a bookstore cross like models. I think it's like a secondhand everything. Nerd-related yeah. sort of thing. But it's not just secondhand. There's oh, like yeah, there's new, some new, new stuff volumes. in there, isn't it? Yeah, because I got yeah. a lot of new stuff in there. Like when we went into there and I was looking for, like, manga, mm. what I was able to notice was the authors' names because okay. I had paid attention to the authors. Mm. But then if you, if you know what you're looking for and you know the kanji and everything and what it looks yeah. like, then it's easier because it'll jump out with you. Because that's what we do in English when we're looking mm. along the shelves, you know. We Although, look for things that jump out at us. I don't know if it's true or not, but I swear that the English um, spines of manga have a lot more effort put into them to make them look unique. Mm. Like, you know, it'll be the writing will be in bold red writing. So mm. you can scan a wall looking for bold red writing mm. sort of thing. Mm. Whereas... The manga spines written in Japanese, they don't have any, like, real colour coding mm. or iconography that you can stand it. Like, um, Chrono Trigger has, like, the C yeah. all stylized and done up on it sort mm. of thing. I swear, when I look at Japanese bookshops, <laughs> it's just straight, like, black and white almost, just <laughs> writing on the uh, spines. Well, especially like, the novels. Yeah, they're, like, they're impossible. Yeah, that's why I liked it when we went into the few bookshops, not few, the many bookshops that we went into. I like... It when they have the it facing, front facing, hmm. not not just seeing the spines because, yeah. and you get that in the manga section, but you really get it in the like novel. Yeah, and other when kind I um, book section. look in Japanese manga section, I do tend to just look for the the front facing, the front facing <laughs> ones, and I look at that. But man, I love that. Like, I couldn't spend forever in there because mm. I can take over an hour in a regular bookshop if I put the effort in, but. In a second-hand bookshop like that, where I'd have to sit down and physically pull each volume out of the bookshelf to see the front cover, (laughs) it'd take me about four hours to get through like half the books there, and I can't submit anyone else to that. I'd have a great time, but I can't. When you're traveling with someone else or you're with someone else, yeah, exactly. How do you feel about spending an entire day in one small room for the entire duration of that day? In silence, just me looking <laughs> at the pictures on books. <laughs> Maybe yeah, not so much. Yeah, no. Maybe when I go to Japan. And I mean, I like bookstores too, mm. but I have my limits as well. Like, we've spent a lot of time in a bookstore, but I know I always fatigue 
I always yeah. get bookstore fatigue before you do. Yeah, I can go on forever. <laughs> it's because you, like, um... you do the right thing in bookstores and you actually do, like, take, you look at every book and yes. take it out and see what it's about. Well, not every but book, I, um... but, you know, what's ever interesting. Well, it's that, and I think I have, like, this almost compulsive thing. Like, mm. my legs will get sore and my hands <laughs> will get sore and my back will get sore, but... I'll look at the, like, the shelf and be like, oh, if I can just get to the end of this shelf, then I'll stop. <laughs> and then I'll get to the end of the shelf and I'll be like, I'm only two shelves Wait away from the entire bookcase being looked at, <laughs> so I might as well just start on the next one. <laughs> and through that, I can push myself to do the same thing, whether it's like drawing or looking at books or anything beyond my point of actual proper <laughs> real, real exhaustion, like beyond the point where I probably would have stopped a long time ago. I can do that for TV shows and reading. Like mm. I like my eyes will be closing and I'll be falling asleep. I'm like, nope, I'm watching this, <laughs> or nope, I'm continuing to read this. I'm still going. I'm still going. I do it sometimes with gardening, which is bad because I have a very really short limit of how much time I can spend in the sun without feeling dead for the Sick. entire rest of the day, like yeah. headaches and nausea and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I don't notice it happening and I'm really absorbed in whatever gardening I'm doing, I'll just keep going. Mm. It's like um, a delayed effect too. Yeah, like that's that, a... and, um, I was weeding the other day, and I had to pull, pull out these really tiny weeds that were somehow both tiny and also the hardest ones to pull out of the fucking garden. <laughs> and like, I didn't realize it until I'd stopped, like an hour later, that I, like my fingertips were all bruised from oh. pinching so hard <laughs> and pulling them out. But I was so determined at the time to keep going and get all of them. I went a little bit too far. <laughs> Anyway, off topic, yes, I can spend a very long time in a bookstore in complete silence. Mm. Not everyone enjoys that. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a treasure trove, though, of potentially awesome finds for cheap. I just wouldn't have the luggage um, weight (laughs) to really bring it all back. Post a suitcase home or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Found like a four omnibus set of manga relating to an anime that i i've got mm. that i really enjoy it's not really it's nothing happens in it but there's a lot of it for some mm-hmm. reason so someone else that they must enjoy it as well it's could have kept this going but it's just about a group of um young women who do boat tour guides <laughs> but it's set like in the distant future on like a fictional fantasy planet <laughs> but there's no other fantasy elements of it except for the fact that they live on a water planet with a beautiful like um, European style architecture <laughs> doing boat rides like that's all there is to it <laughs> I really enjoyed that I found that because the series is a bit older now and I actually found yeah, omnibuses of it in a second hand store but you know four omnibuses is a lot of weight mm. I think they're even in the one dollar section too, so I'm like, God damn it, price isn't the issue. At least not the price of the manga. I know because if you if your weight if your bag was already going to be overweight, that's like an extra what fifty sixty bucks if you pre prepay it with Jetstar. Yeah, and I could pay to ship it back using um, Japan Post, but then that's like eighty bucks to send back. Is it? Well, it depends how much you. I think it is. um, I don't know. I think I always have this thing because when I went to the US years ago, they have this like flat rate for a particular it just had to fit in that box and you could post it for fifteen dollars. So oh, yeah. I just think I have that in my brain. I think Japan's kinda like Australia, whereas like 
it can be either too big or it can be too heavy and mm. either one of those can tip it over to the next pay yeah. level sort of thing mm. but like it might be worth it but the manga I bought wouldn't be one dollar manga anymore <laughs> <laughs> no it'd be like twenty yeah. or thirty dollars it's crazy I mean it's still probably a good deal but I don't know it's just there's so much stuff in Japan especially in Tokyo they've just collected it donated it like sold it back to second hand stores you can find like an endless supply of all this different stuff and you never know what you're going to find whereas in Australia whilst we have things like op shops they're usually picked clean mm. very quickly mm. like um once upon a time op shops are fun in Australia mm. but now it's almost like people have cottoned on that you can pretty much make a living mm. from going there and getting expensive stuff really cheap and then, and then reselling it. it yeah like I used to work for an op shop and there'd be you'd be able to pick them they'd yeah. always be probably about 45 year old mm. women mm. like in pairs <laughs> and they'd come in and they'd like go straight to like the like the cutlery and cups and knickknacks mm. scour it <laughs> and then they'd go like to the expensive clothes section yeah. and scour that and then they'd and then when they came to the counter they'd only had like the most expensive but also vintage sort of stuff, stuff, which they know they can resell on. Yeah. And you're like, that's cool and all, but any poor person who was hoping to get themselves like a really nice dress <laughs> or a nice dinnerware set is mm. now missing out because you're... You've got it and you're going to yeah, sell it to It's your money. side hustle to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to sell the stuff on. Never mind if the poor people needed that side hustle too. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. does take the fun out of it though. It's very mm. hard to find real gems in mm. op shops these days. Unless you know exactly when to go, like unless mm. you know when they're restocking, or or you have horrendous taste, like I do, <laughs> in which case people won't buy the things that <laughs> I want to buy. <laughs> yes. So sometimes you can still find fantastic atrocities. You kind of have to go every day, like be able to go every day to get the good stuff. I reckon. <coughs> yeah, you would, because as soon as it like, I wonder if there's a time like people, because people start work mm. at op shops and you usually grab like the bags from the day before and you start mm. going through it. Mm. So maybe like 11 o'clock or something like mm. that, or 10 o'clock is a good time to go in because <laughs> new stuff will be on the on shelves, the Yeah, but not many people have gone in yet. Well, I wonder, do they get it, do they, is that bags that have been like taken to somewhere else, cleaned and then sent back, or is it just assumed that anything in the bags are clean already? Um, we used to go through and have a look, mm. and we didn't clean most stuff, mm. but there's something that's obviously not yeah. Clean, clean sort yeah. Of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. You can kind of tell, but also <laughs> there's like a probably a level where something like you know, sometimes when you wear a shirt, mm. you put it on, and then you're like, nah, I don't want to wear this, and mm. you take it back off again. Yeah. Sometimes that shirt still seems brand new, and sometimes, or like freshly clean, and yeah. sometimes you're like, nah, that's got like armpit sweat on it. Now. I need to wash that. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Yeah. There's a line that you can just sort of you think you can tell when you're looking at clothes, but you can't fully tell mm. sort of thing. Mm. I was just thinking about the books. Like, we have secondhand bookstores. They're just not very popular. No. And well, I think it's probably because of the way it's... Boone. Yeah, but it's also, I think, the way they're set out. My, um, one of my favourite things I found in op shop that I didn't buy and regret ever since was, like, an 80s um, jumpsuit, like a one full-body boiler suit type mm, thing, but yeah. it was, like, made of really thin, blue, weird pattern material. <laughs> and with, like, shoulder pads in it and stuff. It was fantastic. <laughs> So but I'd never be able to wear it anywhere, so I talked myself out of it. And then, like, the day after, it'd been on, on the rack, 
and I probably would have bought it there if it had been on the rack to the end of the week. Mm. But like, the day after we put it up, someone came in looking for stuff for a party and uh. like the vintage 80s yeah. was a theme or something like yeah. that. And I heard them like, oh, this will do. I just need to cut the legs off oh, to make no. it look good. And I, it sold this cry. <laughs> Because, like, you're not supposed to change it. It's perfect the way it is. This makes me think of Pretty in Pink. She totally oh destroyed that dress. I think we've, like, mentioned this in another, another one have. before. But it's just she a just constant ruined, source of pain. It is a constant source of fashion pain. She totally slaughtered that dress. Like, it was beautiful to begin with, and then she just made it terrible. Yeah, I do not understand how, at that time, they thought that was because it was a disgusting like, fashion like yeah. seriously i feel like the 50s and 60s were like the heyday of cute ladies fashion true like the poodle skirts the like nice off shoulder tops that you used yeah, to wear with clean the poodle lines. skirts yeah like just like i understand like in the 80s i mean i'm not a probably... big dress wearer or anything yeah. myself but i could appreciate that yeah, what is so. your style of the clean lines yeah but... Like I'm assuming, like the '80s was like a and the '70s was a direct rebel rebellion no, against the, the clean lines yeah. and neat color patterns. Yeah, but there's a way to do that stylishly, <laughs> and then there's cutting shit up and just sticking it onto something and it looks like trash. Yes. No offense to whoever it was that designed that dress for Pretty in Pink. Like no, I mean offense, but I I, you offense. mean offense? I just it's terrible. Yeah, I look at that because I was expecting this amazing masterpiece yeah. <laughs> when she finished with it, and then I just went, "You did you you cut that beautiful dress <laughs> up to make that? Like what the hell?" <laughs> I can only assume. The reason I say I mean offense is that I can only assume the person who designed that said, "What would a teenage girl think looks cool at this point in time, and what would she be able to achieve with her resources?" <laughs> yeah, so that's why it looks shit. It's intentional. <laughs> To make it look like a dumbass teenager <laughs> thought they were being cool and fucked up a really nice dress. Uh, Similarly, though, there's um, what's that one? Uh, the more recent one. When I say more recent, I mean like ten years old at least now. Where she's in love with like the boy next door, but she's like a tomboy. Are you talking about the Duff? I think so. Is it the one where like she wears like plaid shirts a lot? Yeah, and then, like, and then hybrid they... cut a plaid shirt yeah. with her. They, like, made a dress out of all of her favourite styles. That dress yeah. is actually cool, Oh, though. I really like the yeah. dress. Yeah. It's just the whole thing was just be yourself. Mm. And they put her in something which, whilst cool, she did not wear anything like that at any point in the rest of the movie. But I think like, it's... I know it's supposed to be representative of her... But I but I think the I think the thing is because I've watched the Duff a fair few times now mm. and I yeah, think, I'm watch it the ones, I think because they you know she was in the shop with the dude buying new clothes and she saw the black dress that she really liked on mm. the mannequin and just thought I could never fit that uh, okay so and the black dress looks great on her and she thought she looked amazing so I think yeah. that that's why they went like she obviously likes dresses mm. it's just that she also likes but they didn't all need of this to other stuff hybrid combine it with her flannel shirt then if they could just put her in the black dress and no no like, but yeah, I think I she wanted something that was representing more of who the person mm. she thought she had become so it was like an evolution of her personality personality as well like yeah. the played the plain jeans the pla- you know the jeans the plain shirts and the plaid shirts yeah like the singlets that was her when she wasn't confident in mm. who well she was confident but she also was at a different place sort of thing so it was yeah. like a representation of her 
and a manifestation of her confidence improving and her yeah. coming to realize something about herself. But yeah, I mean, I figured it'd be something like that. Mm. But I would like to see it as the teen rom-com one time where, they just where the girl's like, this rocks up in her normal clothes. Yeah. And people are like, what? And she's like, I realized I like fucking wearing this. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, there you go. It is. It would be, wouldn't that, like, I'm just thinking of like a chick who's just forever faking who she is. You know, always dressing nicely. Oh, like a reverse roll. A reverse roll, yeah. and then when she gets home, she's in the like tracky dacks, and that's what she's comfortable yeah. in. And then, <laughs> and then she then... goes to prom in, in tracky dacks, yeah, exactly. and everyone's like, oh, "What <laughs> scandal!" And she's like, "I don't actually like wearing tight dresses, and maybe I can't breathe yeah. and show off my legs and shit. I want to be warm and cuddly." So yeah, fuck you all. yeah. This is me. <laughs> fuck you if you don't like and it. Then she can throw the crown at someone yeah. and walk off. <laughs> Or people would just say, we just love you for who you are. Yeah. Everyone just cheer. Mm-hmm. And then everyone rips off their dresses and they've got tracky decks on underneath. <laughs> Loungewear. <laughs> Everybody's wearing loungewear. <laughs> like, I'm going home. i got a TV series to watch. <sighs> Wouldn't it be just hilarious? Like, this cast a spell. Everybody is who they really are. Like, everybody's dresses, they and it's really changes are. to suit them. Yeah, and then they'd be, you know, they'd be like trans transgender oh and maybe, maybe like, like the cool prissy stuff. character that gets transformed into like a lumberjack <laughs> it'd be the best <laughs> i'd be there for that ah <laughs> oh, that's a great concept people are too boring with movie. tv series these days <laughs> you, that was one good thing about the i think it was the 90s or maybe the 90s was the end of it the 80s and that where people were just like let's try some weird shit mm. and they'd make a movie about it yeah <coughs> about weird science Weird science. And they put together. That was a weird. It's like that a weird. weird frame. I don't want to watch it again because John Hughes. I've kind of turned on John Hughes. Yeah, I was gonna say when I watched it the first time because I was a lot older. Yeah. Because I was living with you when I watched it mm. the first time, and I'm like, there are some bits of that that are a bit. Then you know, I have a very low tolerance mm. for horny male teenage Teenagers, characters yeah. in movies, and I feel like I'd probably only get more annoyed yeah. if I rewatched it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'm not even watching yeah. it again. Just remember it fondly. Yes. And and then tell like, yourself that definitely would still like it now yeah. if you it. <laughs> yeah exactly no need to go and test that theory <laughs> I'm just like mm, I don't know I was talking was, was it you I was talking to or someone else was talking to about John Hughes just how they're all bad even mm. like um, Breakfast Club I know we have talked about it before but I, I think, think I was talking to somebody else yeah. about it the other day not recently no because I, I mean even the Breakfast Club you know has those really kind of gender fucking misogynistic undertones mm. as well and i was like john hughes is you know it's it's like the romantic like king of like the fucking yeah. 80s and i'm like yeah the, if you want to like talk about the, like yeah just fucking chauvinistic misogynistic sort of <laughs> stuff like yeah yeah and like even the heroines like they're they've got strength to them but they but give really in. they couched in a lot of anxiety like, anxiety and, and like wussy girl you know like there's like the people who go, it's definitely written the characters written by female characters written by men i reckon yeah, yeah. like it's got sort of feel to it mm. doesn't it feel very authentic it's got that kind of feel like you know in like feminism there's the girls should be whoever they want but and that, that sometimes clashes with girls should embrace girlness mm. and sometimes people use like the latter 
as a way to get around the former mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll tell a girl, like, no, you're empowering yourself by dressing in clothes that make you uncomfortable, mm. but are really attractive to men mm. sort of thing. Like, some for some women, that is empowering. Mm. For other women, it's not. Mm. That's kind of the feeling from John Hughes mm. movies. Like, oh, yeah, she's just a dumb girl who's not very smart, but she still matters. Like, yeah. uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted the heroine who pisses me off yeah. <laughs> for me to aspire and look yeah. up to. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. She's a strong, independent woman. We've also made her really fucking annoying and not very strong and not very independent. Yeah. But we're going to tell you she's strong and independent. independent. Yeah. That kind of feeling. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. But, Absolutely um, bullshit. Good old John Hughes. That's what I was going to say as well. I sang something the other day about Woody Allen mm-hmm. and his movies. Yeah. And they're like, I think it's generally accepted now that Woody Allen's a bit of a piece of shit. I, I don't know if he's done anything. I can't remember if he's done anything especially yeah, bad. Or about everyone... his, wasn't he? Wasn't he someone who like went with like his daughter, his stepdaughter? Oh yeah, or he like divorced his like his wife, wife to, go to with get the daughter? with the, her, her daughter? daughter or something yeah. like that. Like I don't think he's done anything criminal. Although I don't want to say that for certain because mm. these days you never know what people <laughs> yeah, have been exactly. found out to have gotten up to. Yeah, but it's universally agreed on. He's a bit of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone could ever watch any of his movies. And not realised he was a bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> like, every single one of his movies is starring himself yeah. playing a really witty, smart character mm. who is, who like plays 4D chess mm. with the more masculine, burly men around yeah. him and ends up getting the really hot lady who is like many leagues above yeah. him. <laughs> like, it's not that I have just like that idea of a character. But when a guy writes himself in as that character mm. and stars himself like repeatedly, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit <laughs> a little nice guy syndrome uh, going on. It's very narcissistic. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like I have shortcomings, but rather than realize that they're not actually shortcomings or work on them, mm. depending on how you want to feel about it, I'm just going to keep telling the world that no, actually, I'm amazing. Yeah, and I'm going to make movies about how I'm amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's clear, like, mental health issues. I know anyone could have watched his stuff and be like, that's strange. It's the same character that somehow wins against all odds in two movies now. And then he keeps making the same bloody movies over and over again. Uh, I know, there's not a lot of depth there. And then he's like, oh, he he married his his stepdaughter? What a surprise. He thinks he's amazing and deserves, like, I shouldn't use like age and appearance mm. to say someone's out of their league, but mm. you know, it's a status idea that some mm. guys seem to have. Like, yeah, you know, well, not going to a... age gracefully with his wife. He's just going to divorce her and marry the much younger stepdaughter. Like, yeah, I know, but it's like, yeah, what happened there? Yeah. How long was like if that stepdaughter? If he, let's say he's like, I don't know what age he was, but let's say he was like fifty something, mm. and she was just twenty one. That means, and if he was married to that woman for 10 years, that means he knew her when she was 11. Yeah. What's happened in those 10 years? See, that would be grooming. Yes, exactly. It's just terrible. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to, you know, speculate, but it just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sit right with me. Clearly, we haven't looked up the details of this. (laughs) Yes. Just saying generally that Woody Allen's always given off scumbag vibes. <laughs> and I don't know why anyone could possibly be surprised if he ends up being a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, talking about, like, mm. oh, being out of their league. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the other day, like, 
someone who's like a random friend of like one of my extended family who I've met like maybe once and twice when I've gone to visit them because they live in another city. He uh, friended me on Facebook and I was just Hmm. like, oh, yeah, I know that guy because normally I just get people I don't have any fucking idea who they are, so I delete them. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, you know, confirm. And last I knew, this dude had a wife. And he's like messaged me and is just like, hey, how are you going? And I was like, okay, that's innocent enough, you Hmm. know, hey, how are you going? I'm good, thanks, how are you? But then it's just it just goes to that same thing all the time. Oh, um, you know, we're talking about the weather, and I'm like, yeah, it's getting cooler here, thankfully. Like, yeah. you know, it's not so hot. And he's like, oh, but you're still hot. And I'm just like, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, yeah, so I just I haven't even responded because I'm like, you know, and this is the annoying thing these days sometimes with some guys is that they just – like, I know with this guy, and this is, like, there are some good guys out there, but mm. 80% of the dudes, you will say to them, like, I'm pretty assertive when I'm not willing to, I'll tell a guy straight out, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. I'm not in, interested in you in that way, and I never will be because you're just not my type. It's not a, and then I thought, because I almost thought you're out, I'm out of your league, and I'm like, that is really terrible <laughs> way to think about myself. It's not that. Because not he's, not like, he's not like he's not that I'm He's just ever ever, and you're not my type. Like you know, fuck my type <laughs> these days are fucking Korean actors, and that's like out of this world. Like nobody's ever gonna measure up to that shit. And I'm out of there. I'm out. They're out of my league. Yeah. Like I don't you think know. Korean actors can measure up to their own level. <laughs> no, I know, but it just frustrates <laughs> me because I'm like I know with this guy and with eighty percent of the dudes that do this, if I say that is crossing a line. I'm not interested in flirting with you because I'm not interested in you in that way. Mm. They would go, oh, okay, okay. If they don't go, oh, you're such a stuck-up bitch. Yeah. They will, they'll either do that or they'll say, okay, sorry, you know, I'll, I won't do that again. Yeah. And then within the next 15 minutes, they proceed <laughs> to do it again. Every and time. it's like, fuck's sake, man. Do you, It's like they think they can, like, you know, wear you down. Mm. And it's like, just take the fucking initial no as the goddamn answer yeah like it's some, like don't try to wear me down it's one of those things like they always say oh just you know gotta shoot my shot mm. gotta give it a go yeah and like for some women their stance on this is read the room before <laughs> you shoot your shot yeah exactly like if you I... shoot your shot and it's inappropriate <laughs> i'm gonna be pissed at you already. i know but even if you like so that's a bit harsh they don't know maybe how hmm. I'm feeling about this, so I'll let them no. shoot their shot yeah. and then let them know that it's not, afterwards yeah. if they're interested. But then, if they keep going, it's like, no, yeah. I've given you a chance, I've told you, now you are genuinely yeah. actively being yeah. annoyed. But like the frustrating thing is too, with this guy, I have never done anything that I'm aware of hmm. that would have even given the impression that I'm interested in him in any kind of way. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, a how dare you. It's just like, yeah, I can understand doing that if the chick's shown you some level of interest. But then yeah. there's some guys, you just be nice to them and they think that they've got a chance. I think that's like, a different I'm being um, nice to you. And not I'm being nice to you, but I'm just being a normal person talking yeah, to another politeness. person. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm being, I'm being polite. Like, I'm not ju- just, you know, and I'm like, it's sad if you think that a chick being nice to you is yeah. a, is a you know, green light 
well, I for wonder if, flirtatious um, behaviour. It's also like different perspectives on how to commence dating mm. someone. So I know for me, and probably to an extent yourself as well, mm. there's got to be like a level of interest or like compatibility, like mm. you can feel it. And you've spoken and spent enough time together to know mm, that, that you get along. Yeah. yeah. But I think other people are kind of like, I can't possibly know that unless we're dating. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> if they're, if I'm not unattracted to them and <laughs> they're not outright rejecting me <laughs> from the get-go, I'll start try yeah. dating them and see how we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, <so> I, think, <laughs> I mean, I am definitely more um, slow-paced than, than, say, you mm. are sort of thing. Like, I, my current partner... I was a free, his friend for a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I need to half be rela- in a relationship with you yeah. already before I agree to be in a relationship yeah. with you. I am so a... So I know I'm more extreme. I am yeah. a let my libido lead me. <laughs> well, that is one difference, yes. <laughs> I do. I but do then I'm asexual, so I can't, work, yeah. I can't rely on that. No. But I have it both ways. Like, I'll have people I know for a really long time and, and the attraction builds up over time for both of us. Mm. And then I've... Unfortunately, those occur when I was with those, those situations occurred when I was, not unfortunately, those situations mm. just happened to occur when I was in a relationship already. I had two really good guy friends, yeah. you know, and we both, we all, it was a mutual attractiveness, but I was more attracted and more into my boyfriend at the time. But I just really enjoyed it. Tons... It almost sounded as if you got yourself into a threesome. No, there was two guys <laughs> I was really close to with and we all like, you know, were interested. <laughs> That would be nice. <laughs> a little bit of boy, boy on boy action there yeah. too. Um, but more recently, it's just yeah, because it's hard to meet guys and become friends with them as an adult, especially as you get past your twenties. Yeah, I like, think it probably that's probably why. Mm. Um, and I don't work in older. Are very kind of like let's start dating first, mm. so that we spend time together yeah, and yeah. then find out whether or not. Yeah. Problem is, like, if you do that, then you got to break up if you don't like them, and the breakups are hard. I haven't done it before, but I don't want to find out. No. This sounds horrible and difficult. Yeah. Breakups are hard. Yeah. They're not. They're not easy. So we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, again, as usual, like you know, our conversations just rambled. Yeah. We recently found out that on one podcast platform, two hundred and eighty listens have occurred of our podcast. Whether that's been the first minute or if it's yeah, the whole sustained thing, sustained interest or <laughs> sustained it's just whole curiosity. Thing. But so we have had people listen, and we want to thank you for that. <laughs> if we, <laughs> yeah, if we actually do have any kind of audience out there, thank you. If we have followers that aren't just ourselves sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. But thank you again for listening, and thank you for listening to our rambling, and we hope it's interesting yes. enough. And we apologize for all the delays we've had recently <laughs> yes. in getting our episodes out. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't say that we'll try to be more I was going to say, I can't say really... we'll do better, but we're, pro- we're not, probably not. Going you just on, need to, to know that this is the standard. This is this is it. We're both busy, strong, and independent women. Yes, exactly. Anyway, leave it there. Yeah. Thanks again. Enjoy right. your life. See Good. ya. See ya. <laughs>